0: Welcome in on a Tuesday evening. It is Tuesday, September 6th, 2022. You're listening to the Jock of All Trades podcast. Season three, we're in our second episode here. Uh, Mike, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Doing good, man. Um, crazy week of college football. Um, we have all all college, all NFL, all college football, all pro football this episode. For topic number one, we're going to be breaking down the crazy week zero and week one games and results We're going to be talking about Michigan, Michigan State, and Notre Dame football, about all all three, or two out of those three teams won. Notre Dame obviously lost to Ohio State. Um, We're going to be previewing the NFL 2022-2023 season, talking about who do we think is going to win each division, wildcard teams, Super Bowl prediction, and who might win the league MVP. We're going to be previewing the Detroit Lions, who are hosting the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday. And to wrap it up. Serena Williams, uh, had her last match, her last tennis match last Friday, and we're going to be talking about our sports icons, who we think some people that we looked up to, who we think are sports icons in the world, not just on the field, but off the field as well. So if you're ready, Mike, let's get right into it. Um, week number one or week zero and week one featured some crazy games. Um, you know, like we'll, we'll just get right into it. Uh, Sunday night's game, the Louisiana State-Florida State game, I don't think I don't think either of those teams were ranked. No. Um, but the malfeasance in coaching in that game was just astonishing to me. Both two really good offensive coaches, Brian Kelly and Mike Norvell. Um, Florida State was up by seven. They're on the one-yard line, and they pitch the ball with out. a minute and a half left and fumble it. And then Florida State – no, I'm sorry. And then Louisiana State drives the whole field 98 yards get a touchdown with a second left, and get a blocked field goal. Like, what was your take on that game?
1: That was a bad game from the get-go. I mean, they made up for it at the end with how bad and laughable it was. But Brian Kelly, high expectations coming in. And that...
0: Did not live up to any hype at all. Until
1: the fourth quarter, they looked awful. The,
0: like, the players on that team just looked like they were... Just hated their coach, hated the team were just completely checked out and it was unbelievable. Um, One of my sleepers, I think I even said it in our our first episode that we did together last week was North Carolina State is a sleeper team that could win the ACC, that could go to a playoff and they should have lost by 20 to East Carolina. Um, East Carolina lost by one, I mean, fumbled the ball, two big picks, Um, North Carolina State was just trying to lose as well and they ended up winning by one and they got the win But still, um, just total abomination from highly ranked teams. Um, what about Oregon,
1: Georgia, Oregon? Yeah, that was embarrassing from the get go. I don't, I don't know if Georgia's that good or Bo Nix just isn't that guy at Oregon, but I don't know how good I'm feeling about my Pac-12 runner up Oregon right now.
0: Well, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think Bo Nix was the issue, um, he didn't have any touchdowns. He did have two picks, but it wasn't like Bo Nix lost him the game. Georgia won the game. I mean, Georgia won forty-nine to three, and they put sixteen players in the league last year. And it looks like, like I kind of doubted them because they lost guys like Jordan Davis and Kobe Dean and um, George Pickens and um, all these guys on defense. And then they go out there and no touchdown, no passing touchdowns for uh, for the Ducks. Two picks it looks like Georgia just reloaded, which is scary. Um, the Alabama game was incredible. I mean, just seeing how methodical they are on offense, um, seeing how strong that defense is, I think it's obvious that, I, I, I mean, I would say Alabama and Georgia are the, are the two top teams in the country. Um, uh, what game stood out to you? What, like, what team stood out to you, good and bad?
1: My team of the week was Florida, Yeah, you know, upsetting Utah, uh, the quarterback Anthony Anthony Richardson, he mm-hmm. looks like the real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, almost 200 passing yards, more than 100 rushing yards. No three rushing touchdowns. I think yeah. he had.
0: He didn't have any passing, but he had three rushing. yeah.
1: I mean, that's he's that's a impressive. And He's they, a problem. Yeah. They jumped from unranked to number 12 in the AP.
0: Yep. Yeah, Utah. Um, I thought Utah played well, but Florida just played better. Um, you know, it was a. It just it was like watching a Big Ten game. It was like it was very physical. Um, You know, it wasn't a typical Florida game where they're winning 65-30. You know, they're 29-26. It it was a close game for the most part. Um, I really like Billy Napier. I think he's going to do a really good job at Florida. Um, But I I also think Kyle Whittingham is a really good coach, and I wouldn't doubt Utah. It it just makes that game against USC that much more important when uh, USC goes to Provo. Um, What about Central Michigan? Like, putting up 44 against Oklahoma State. Like, they lost the game, but... The Cowboys got to watch out too because I had them, you know, kind of on the fence, like to win the Big Twelve, kind of, but to give up forty four against Central Michigan, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, um,
1: I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say how confident I am in Oklahoma State right now, but Central Michigan's not a good football team, mm-hmm. so it's not a good side.
0: Uh, Texas A and M did uh, their thing against Sam Houston, thirty one nothing. I mean, they didn't give up any points. They put up thirty one. I was expecting that game to be a little bit higher but um uh we'll we'll table the Michigan uh Michigan State and Notre Dame talk for the next segment, but I was kind of shocked about the sooners um that they won 45 13 against UTEP. um I just thought that they would come out stale i i didn't I wasn't really confident in Brent Venables as a head coach um but they did their thing big time um and they looked really good
1: I agree uh, what
0: other teams stood out to you
1: uh Arkansas over Cincinnati mm-hmm um cincinnati obviously lost nine starters but mm-hmm. you know one points being a good cincinnati team yep. kj jefferson and those, that was a game till
0: the end too that was yeah. a game like right up until the end and and you know what uh, as, as, as cincinnati showed me something they showed me that they can go to arkansas and lose 14 nfl players or 16 nfl players whatever got drafted from them crazy number and still compete with a team that's supposed to be second in the west this year i believe um what about Baylor? Sixty nine to ten. I know they played Albany, but again, the these teams are putting up almost seventy points. USC, your like your team, I know they only played Rice, but they put up sixty six points. They they're they're putting up big numbers and Lincoln Riley's gonna do that.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough to get a good feel for how good they really are when they're playing these mediocre teams, but we'll get into Michigan State later, but yeah. Michigan State also played a mediocre team and didn't do the same. Mm-hmm,
0: so mm-hmm. Uh, you know who kind of had like a sleeper kind of a game was uh, Wisconsin. 38 nothing over Illinois State for Wisconsin. That's that's pretty darn good. Um, and we already know they're going to have a really strong defense. But for their offense to put up 38, I was kind of surprised by that.
1: Yeah, I agree. And how about the other Big Ten West favorite, Iowa? 7-3. to three. With no offensive touchdowns. Yeah. Two safeties. Yeah,
0: think. the old field goal
1: safety, safety for the win. Against an FCS team.
0: Yeah. Not even Division One FBS.
1: I mean, their quarterback had a QBR of one point one. I didn't know that was possible. Neither did I.
0: Uh, but you are right. Uh, 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 what's his name?
1: Uh, uh, Spencer Petrus. Petrus, yeah.
0: I, 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 bro. I mean, that that defense is supposed to be elite. Their offense is the complete opposite. I mean, that's really yeah. bad. And you know who they got this week? Who they got? Iowa State. Iowa, Iowa State. I don't know where that's at, but. Uh, if you're only putting up seven points with no touchdowns, uh, Matt Campbell's about to have a field day with them. Um, So kind of talking about this upcoming week's games, um, are there any games that stand out to you, um, like in in week two?
1: Uh, Biggest game of the week, Alabama versus Texas. Yeah, at Texas.
0: Yep. Uh, That game right now, they have Alabama favored by 20. Um, I I bet you that goes up. Uh, I would not be surprised. Um, I would take the over. It's at 64 and a half. Um, I think Alabama will stomp them. But if Texas, I kind of compare it to Notre Dame, Ohio State. If I'm Texas, I just want to compete. Like that's what I said about Notre Dame. I was 95% sure that they were going to lose, but just compete. And they did that. So if Texas hosts Alabama, they're at home, they're at their home stadium. It's not like it's at Jerry's World or it's at some neutral site. You're at home. um, You know, Compete, you know, uh, play strong defense, you know, convert those third downs. Uh, You know, if, like, Quinn Ewers goes out there and throws for 250, 300 yards, that's a success against this defense for Alabama. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, and I I think it's going to be a closer game than people expect. I think Alabama's going to pull away at the end, and they could still end up winning by 20. But I think it's going to be similar to that Notre dame Ohio State first half. You think it's going to be low scoring like that? 10-7? I more so mean, like, a closer Game. Oh, so not not not, not, a, not a like low, low points, but yeah. I okay. think Texas could be winning that half just like Notre Dame was.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I I would think that like anything can happen, and and you know Steve Sarkisian coached under Saban for a long time. Jeff Banks, the assistant head coach at Texas, coached under Saban for an even longer time. Um, they got several transfers from Alabama. Um, they have a five star quarterback in Texas. They have a good team. They always have talent. Um, they just need that coach that was like Mac Brown that just has success there and I don't know if that's Sark but um I just want to see a good game I would like to see a good competitive game um another one that stood out to me was Washington State at Wisconsin uh both teams are one and oh Washington State the Cougars always always kind of seem to uh give teams hard time on the road um I know Mike Leach isn't there anymore but that game kind of stood out to me um another one that stands out is Kentucky at Florida uh, a good one. I, I think you need to get your popcorn ready for that one because Mark Stoops is a really good coach at Kentucky. Um, we already know what Florida is. We saw them jump, like you said, not ranked to twelve, and you just beat a top ten team. Was Utah top ten?
1: Yep, number seven.
0: Yeah. So, and Kentucky is a good. I mean, he has that football program humming. What are your thoughts on that game?
1: Yeah, that's going to be. I think that could be a better game than the Alabama-Texas one. I think Florida. We'll pull it out, and, you know, another home game, and it should be exciting.
0: USC at Stanford, does that do anything for you? USC's only favored by
1: nine. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really do anything for me. Stanford, I don't think Stanford's good anymore. Yeah. They had their. They're only favored by nine though over USC. Is
0: it at USC? U- I, I, USC's favored over. No, it's at Stanford. So maybe, maybe that's, that's why. why. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what to think about this game, Hawaii at Michigan. Michigan's getting fifty-one. I mean, do you take Hawaii in the points?
1: No, I'll take Michigan. You take Michigan. awful.
0: Okay, I mean that's a, a that's a ton of points. I mean, you'd probably avoid that. Um, another one, Baylor at BYU. That could be tough.
1: BYU is ranked, aren't
0: they? BYU is ranked twenty-first, and Baylor's top ten. And we played BYU this year as well in South Bend. No, I'm sorry, that's in Vegas. Um, that could be a good game. Uh, Baylor at BYU. Is BYU, are they in the Big 12? Or no, are they in the... Are, they're in the Mountain West, probably.
1: Or they Maybe. might not even be in a conference. Uh, they might be not, independent. not in the Big 12.
0: Yeah, I think they might be independent. Regardless, Baylor at BYU, that should be a decent game. Two top 25 teams. Um, I don't know what BYU's like. I know Baylor just put up almost 70 points against whomever they played, so it could be an offensive game. I feel like BYU might be like a Utah. It might be like
1: a, a big... Um, Physical team. Um, That should be interesting. They put up 50 against South Florida. Nothing special, but 50, like you said. Yeah.
0: A lot of points. Are there any other games that stand out to you that kind of pique your interest coming up into week two? Mm. One game for me to watch out was Houston at Texas Tech. Oh, yeah. I think that could be a really good game. Um, Both two really good offenses. That could be a typical Big 12 uh, shootout. You know, like back in the old days with Texas, Texas Tech, and Texas, Texas Tech, and the Sooners, like 55-54, You know, and going back and forth, that could be a really entertaining game for
1: me. How about Tennessee and Pittsburgh? That's another top twenty-five matchup. That w- that would be a really good game to watch. Yeah, um, Tennessee just jumped in. Pittsburgh won a thriller against West Virginia last week.
0: Yes, that that was a great game. Um, what what players this week stood out to you from? A national standpoint, like 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 like, throw aside U of M, State, and Notre Dame. Like, what team or what what players on these top teams stood out to you, and and made a good impression or lived up to the hype.
1: Um. Well, I already mentioned KJ Jefferson, but um, no, you mentioned Richardson from Florida or Jefferson on. Or, I'm sorry, Richardson. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But our, uh, KJ Jefferson, Arkansas? Arkansas. Yeah. You know, four touchdowns uh 225 and yep. 50 plus rushing yards he led that arkansas team to a great win a huge win and you know this arkansas team they're gonna be good this year they're they're in that tough sec but honestly mm-hmm. if they can steal a win or two i don't know i don't know if they can beat in alabama or a georgia but i would look out for them this year they have a great quarterback and i think they have a great team
0: one one player that stood out to me, and it, I think he was he should have been offensive player of the week. I think was is uh, Stetson Bennett, the fourth, the, the quarterback of Georgia, twenty five to thirty one, three hundred and sixty eight yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, QBR of ninety seven. I mean, and you won forty nine to three against the number eleven team in the country. So for me, like that's like holy cow, like he he balled out like in a really big game. It was kind of home field advantage because it was in Atlanta. Um, but still, he, he he showed the world that you know what, yeah, I'm I'm still a baller even though I'm you know six foot nothing you know 150 pounds you know, uh, yeah I can play and, and and really compete at the highest level. Um, uh,
1: yeah, I don't think he got the credit he deserved last year. Everyone all. just said it was the defense, but he really stepped up
0: as well. Very similar to the whole K. McNamara situation at Michigan, like underrated quarterback. Um, he he was never given a chance. Uh, and, and now that he has his chance, um, he's 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 stepping up and and going for it. Um, I don't know if you mentioned him last week, but Caleb Williams, the the quarterback at USC. Yep. Um, he had an amazing game against Rice. And uh, again, I'm trying to taper my enthusiasm. Um, it's Rice, but 19 of 22, almost 100 percent completed passes, 250 yards with two touchdowns. Like, I mean, what else do you want from your quarterback?
1: Exactly. Him and Lincoln Riley came out to prove that. Legit this year, yeah. Like you said, it's rice, but that's an impressive performance, yes. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so as we're still talking about college football, let's let's talk about um, our three teams here like the three teams that we spotlighted last week. And we'll start with Michigan State. Um, Michigan State Spartans uh played uh Western Michigan Broncos. Um, I was at the game, you weren't at the game. I left at halftime because it was just so boring and um, it didn't really do much for me. Um, it was 21-3 at half. There wasn't really any, you know, exciting plays. Maybe the tight end, uh, one-handed catch Barker in the side of the end zone was exciting. Um, but just
1: State's defense looked good, but their offense just didn't really do anything for me. What do you think? No, it was a really slow start. Peyton Thorne completed only 50% of his passes, probably one of the worst games I've seen um, from him at MSU. You know, he finishes with four touchdowns, four yeah. different receivers. So, I mean, it proves to me that we have a lot of guys in the receiving room, but...
0: Your best wide receiver had 31 yards and no touchdowns. So, which, that's a bright spot.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, we talked about it last week, but how big of an impact these backup run- or these new running backs would be with Kenneth Walker gone. And
0: Jalen Berger balled
1: out. Yes, he did. And Broussard did justice. Like, he did pretty good as well. So, I'm a like, little producer. less worried about the running game now with Kenneth Walker gone. Cause I trust these guys.
0: Were you surprised that, uh, Harold Joyner or Collins or Simmons didn't get any touches? Or do you think the game plan I'm not was, surprised. we just want to give it they to They had,
1: they had a few years to prove themselves Yeah. and they're just not stepping it up the way Yeah. these other guys are.
0: State ended up doing a backdoor cover. They got 14 points in the fourth quarter. I was impressed by their defense, man. Honestly, um, Losing Darius Snow for the season is a huge loss. Um, Henderson
1: probably most of the year.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know what the deal is. You know, Tuck doesn't talk about, you know, who you know. he doesn't go into depth about injuries, and yes. I respect that. Um, but, you know, uh, Gross played great. Van Summeren played great. Amir Speed played great. Um, you had the National Defensive Player of the Week in Jacoby Windman um, played unreal. Um, four sacks. I mean, are you kidding me? They only... Uh, Jacob Panashuk had seven sacks all year last year, and this kid had four in the first game. That, that could be a problem. And Mel Tucker went to the portal, bro. And, and, and he got Winman. he got Bogle, he got speed. Um, he got, uh, there was one more, um, the one that starts with a B, not, not Bogle, but, uh, uh, it, it'll come to me. Um, he went, he went to the portal and said, we need guys. Like we don't have enough, um. Your thoughts on their defense.
1: Yeah, no, I'm excited for the defense this year. I mean, three points a half, they ended up scoring a touchdown, but this defense does not look anything like last year's defense. We mm-hmm. played bad teams last year, and they were putting up 30-plus. So close. I'm excited for it. Those injuries are huge. Yeah. I mean, we lose our best tackler and our team captain.
0: Hopefully X is back I just don't know what's wrong with him. I mean, I don't have any connections there um, mm. to find out. But I know Snow's done for the year. That's a big loss. But, yeah, you know, uh, it kind of goes back to the saying, a win is a win, you know, and I feel like that was the Michigan State game. Like, they didn't impress that much. A win is a win. Yep. Um, let's turn to Michigan now. They hosted uh, Colorado State. Um, you know, f- like, there's a huge controversy right now between Cade McNamara and J.J. McCarthy. Who should be starting you know, what's going on? Cade made some comments after the game. Um, you know, what were your thoughts of, of the U of M game and how they looked?
1: I think Michigan looked better than I expected them this year. They didn't. I mean, they played Colorado State, nothing special, but 50-something points. The offense looked really good. Defense might be better than last year. The quarterback was running for his life on every single play. Um, okay,
0: in, in defense of that, Western Michigan's offensive line, and that's why I'm so hyped about Michigan State, Western Michigan's offensive line to me, and again, I'm just Joe Schmo, was enormous and really good. Mm-hmm. And State still got to the quarterback. Colorado State's offense, you could have lined up a high schooler against yeah. those kids, and they were getting in the backfield. So, yes, the quarterback was running for his life, but the quarterback also had nobody in front of him. And, and, and I'm not trying to be a Michigan hater. I'm just saying objectively, uh, yeah. Um, Cade was, you know, he completed. This might have been one of the worst games I've seen him play. Um QBR of 39. You know, nine of 18 for 136 and a tuddy. Um, your thoughts on Kate McNamara?
1: Yeah, he was missing open guys. I mean, receivers weren't helping him out too much. They were dropping. I think there's four or five drops that game. Um, and now he's out next game. JJ's playing, right? Yeah. Starting against Hawaii, so
0: he'll probably get. He'll probably get the first half, and then if it's 49 nothing, they'll probably throw in Cade. You know.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if JJ. Does really well, wins the job for the rest of the season because all the fans want it, mm-hmm. and then Cade puts his name in the transfer portal in Week 7. Iowa. He's going to go to Iowa? Cade, Cade to
0: Iowa, yep. Uh, he, he's going to walk into Harbaugh's office and say, all right, am I going to be the starter or not? He's going to say no. He's going to throw his name in the transfer portal, and here comes Kirk Ferentz. You know? I could totally see him on Iowa.
1: And then J.J. struggling and everyone wanting Cade back.
0: And then Michigan loses to Iowa at Iowa this year. How <laughs> awesome would that be? Um, there was only one wide receiver with over 60 yards for Michigan. Nobody else had over 25, which I thought was pretty crazy. Um, Blake Corum had a great game. Uh, Donovan Edwards is a stud. Um, Roman Wilson had a nice catch for a touchdown, but besides that, their offense was kind of meh. you know, like their offensive line is really good. But besides that, I wasn't really impressed by their offense Their defense. Like you said, I both defenses for Michigan state and Michigan. I was really impressed. Um, They're a very cohesive unit. Mozzie Smith is a problem. Um, U of M doesn't really have that star player, and I think that might work in their favor. Like, they don't really have the golden child and Hutchinson. They just have a really solid defense with a good coordinator, and that's going to be an issue. Um, Let's talk about my team. Let's talk about Notre Dame. Um, You know, I was really really impressed by um, their approach to the game, um, to them competing, you know, being up, if you would have told me that we would be up ten to seven, at through eleven minutes left, I'm sorry, through eleven minutes in the third quarter, they scored with like under a minute left in, in the third quarter to make it fourteen ten, and we were up ten seven for damn near the whole game, and that that tells me a couple things. That tells me in a good way that their defense is elite, holding that offense to seven points through almost three quarters. And two, it tells me our offense is not that good because uh, when you're in a game like that and you only have 10 points, um, you know what this reminded me of? It reminded me of, I want to say it was 2016 Michigan State where you have, uh, where State's defenses were so amazing and they were losing games like 14 to 10. Like they would be holding teams yep. to four and, and they couldn't
1: score. You lost seven games by less than six points or something. Something like crazy
0: like that. I, I And again, I, I might be, you know... Uh, Wrong because Ohio State's defense is really good, but I hope our offense can, you know, start clicking because they were way too conservative, man. Way too conservative. And when you're in a game like that, you got to take shots. You got to, you know, try and do something different. And they were way too conservative and they just got worn down. And Ohio State, these running backs for Ohio State, like everybody talks about Travion Henderson. What about Monty Williams or Mayan Williams? Or, dude, he I mean, was unbelievable.
1: Every position. Their whole team is so good.
0: It was unbelievable. I mean, Mayan Williams had almost as many yards as Henderson. He had a touchdown. Like, he he was incredible. Um, but I love the way that we got after Stroud. Like, what were your thoughts of the game?
1: Yeah, coming out of that game, I would be happier being a Notre Dame fan than Ohio State. I think Ohio State was expected to win that game handily. I mean, what was the spread again? Like, 18? 17. 17 and a half, yeah. Um, like you said, Notre Dame was up. Pretty much the whole until 19 minutes left in the game, um, I think Notre Dame only had 72 yards in the second half it crazy
0: something I heard I want to say we, well well Tyler Buckner only threw for 177 yards he was 10 of 18. He, I mean he didn't have any touchdowns he wasn't terrible but he wasn't great you know he didn't he wasn't the difference maker um, they're rushers 28 yards, 21 yards, 18 yards and nine yards. Receivers, 54, 32, 32, 30. I mean, we had nothing. I mean, like it's total a yardage one. was a, a, like 250 yards total for the game. I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, and they had 400 yards. So
1: yeah. you got to take some shots to beat the Buckeyes. I understand they have some of the best defensive backs every year, but got to be more aggressive.
0: What did you think of 87 Mayer, the tight end? He made, he, he, he made a couple incredible catches, and I was like, this dude for being a tight end for how big he is, um, it's it, it, it's Gronk like he's like a baby Gronk like he's like a freak athlete
1: he's the only one with multiple receptions yes
0: well I mean they, they targeted him the whole time um, uh, it was incredible I mean he he just played great but I'm very impressed with our defense I said last week on the podcast that our linebackers are elite and our defensive line is elite and we have one of the best players in the country and Isaiah Foskey and all of that held true they're all very good so you know that that team against Clemson, Notre Dame against Clemson, Notre Dame against USC are going to be must-watch games because both have, not so much Clemson, but USC's offense against our defense should should make for a really good game.
1: Yep.
0: Um, we'll wrap up that topic. You have any more thoughts on Michigan, Michigan State, or Notre Dame?
1: Uh, no, I'm just excited for them to start playing real teams, so we can get well Michigan, Michigan State start playing real teams, sure. so we can see how they actually are against the competition
0: so i mean we're gonna to have to wait another week for that because michigan hosts hawaii again they're 50 point uh favorites michigan state hosts akron i believe they're favored by 35 or something crazy and, yep. and notre dame's hosting marshall and i think we're 20 point favorite or something which is interesting um so we'll, we'll have to wait another week michigan state plays washington next week and that'll be really interesting hopefully xavier henderson's back for that all right, so we're going to stay on the topic of football, but let's shift gears to the NFL. Um, the 2022-2023 NFL season is here. Um, uh, uh, Mike had an idea about previewing who we might think the division winners will be in both the NFC and AFC, who some of the wildcard teams could be in both conference, our prediction for what two teams will be in the Super Bowl, and who, who are our league MVP favorites. So I'll kick it to you first. We'll start in the NFC. Um, you know, thoughts on locks for for the division champs in the NFC.
1: Yep, so in the East, I'm going to take the Cowboys this year. There's a lot of talk about the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, um, t- one, top offensive line in the NFL. Um, good defense, you know. I, don't, I just don't think Jalen Hurts is that guy. Cowboys were good last year until they decided to run and take a knee in the playoffs with 14 seconds left and no timeouts. So I think the Cowboys can come out of the, the NFC East. The North, I'm going to take the Vikings this year. Yeah. The Packers, I think, are really going to take a step back without, without Devontae Adams. You know, Rogers, Rogers will still be Rodgers, but I'm excited for these Vikings seeing it's got probably one of the most explosive offenses. What do you like about the Vikings? And
0: don't say Jalen Naylor.
1: I don't even know if you'll see the field. But that Kirk Cousins to Justin Jefferson combo, they, yeah. they have Thielen. They still have Dalvin
0: Cook. They just got Jalen Rieger from Philadelphia. They got Jalen Naylor. Like, they got – In like and yeah, they have – how is their – do you know anything about their offensive line? Do they have an offensive line?
1: It's, a, it's an all-right offensive line. Okay. What held them back last year was their defense. So we have to see how that steps up. Yeah. But.
0: I mean, going against – I mean, it's – you know, it, it's been Green Bay's division for five years now. I think five, four or five straight years that they've won the North. So, I mean, I it would not surprise me in Minnesota. Um, I don't know why people think that Detroit will be better than Minnesota. I don't buy that. But who who, who do you have in the South?
1: South, I'm going to take the Buccaneers. I don't think the Panthers will be great with Baker. Yeah. I'm excited for them. but What I'll about Jameis and New Orleans? No, Jameis is too turnover prone. And then... Falcons are just going to be bad this year. So I think the Buccaneers have the best chance of winning any division. And the West,
0: I mean, like, am I crazy to say that that might be one of the best divisions in football besides the AFC, what is it, the AFC uh, AFC West? West, Yeah. Yeah. So besides the AFC West, this could be, you know, minus Seattle, um, you know, a, a really tough division.
1: Yeah, I agree. And personally, I think the Rams are going to come out of it. They're, you know, they retain a lot of talent. Um, they, lo- they lose some guys on defense, but I'm still excited for the Rams, and I think Stafford is just a winner. They got Bobby Wagner from yep. Seattle. Yep. Um, they lose Von Miller. They lost. Uh, I think they lost Jalen Ramsey
0: too. And they lost a, a wide receiver. They lost. Uh, um, or, or, or no, they got Robinson from Chicago, but they lost. They lost
1: Woods and Odell.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, no, I I I'm concurring with you. I I think Philly is going to win the East. I think Jalen Hurts does take that step. My gut's tell me that I really like Nick Sirianni, their head coach. I think he's really good. Um, I love Devonte Smith. Uh, I I think Philly comes out on top, and I think Philly spanks Detroit on Sunday. And, and And we're gonna preview the Lions game in our next segment. But I got Philly coming out of the East for, for the North. I got Green Bay because you know what? As long as they have as as long as they have Aaron Rodgers, who I think has been the best quarterback in the league for years now, um, he makes players better. You know, players don't make him better. You know, there's some quarterbacks where like a Jared Goff. You know, he looks better because he's got guys like Amon Ross St. Brown and Hawkinson and playmakers. Aaron Rodgers takes guys, you know, Alan Lazard, who, you know, nobody knew, to um, uh, Jordy Jordy Nelson. And you can go on and on about Green Bay wide receivers that have done well because of Aaron Rodgers. So unless Aaron Rodgers is in a body bag or injured, I don't see them not winning the North. Um, I, I like your take about Minnesota, though. That offense, I'm excited to watch. In the South, I agree with you. The Bucks. I mean, as long as Tom Brady's there, but he's been acting. I mean, he's always acted weird, but this whole taking preseason off and then he comes back and it looks like he had a facelift and, you know, it's being rumored that, that you know, him and Giselle, and, like, Giselle is pissed that he came back and so she went down to, you know, Cabo San Lucas or Brazil or something and they're a strange And, like, if Tom Brady's got home issues or stress at home, uh, uh, Carolina, maybe, maybe Jameis. I don't know. Um, but I, I, I think it's Tampa Bay's division to lose yep. that. Like that's probably the best way I can put it And the Rams. Yeah, bro. Like the, they have like five or six top 100 players. That list you sent me. I th- want to say that cup Stafford, Donald, uh, Ramsey, and somebody else was on that list. Like they have all the players. They got an elite play caller and McVay. Like, come on, man. Uh, like the Rams I
1: yes, the Rams for sure, I totally agree with you. So three wild card teams, NFC, who do you got?
0: For me, the NFC wild we're we're staying staying in the NFC, right. Okay. Um wild cards. Yeah, for me mine are um San Francisco out of the West. I think that they could be up there. Um I got Minnesota. Um and my third one is Dallas. Um, is Dak Prescott that guy? I think he can be. Um they didn't really, um, I'm not sure, is Michael Gallup still there? So they got CeeDee Lamb, who I think is one of the best wide receivers in, in, in the league. You know, you got the one-two punch with Pollard and Zeke. Um, you got the offensive line. You got the quarterback. At wideout, like they, like Jerry Jones normally, add, like I thought that they would add like OBJ. I, I thought they would go out and get OBJ like a splash like that, that, a secondary playmaker that can do really well. Um, they didn't really do much at the wide receiver position, which I was kind of surprised about.
1: Nope, they have C D. they still have Gallup, yeah. but they don't have a true number three, yeah. honestly.
0: That's why I'm surprised nobody, like they haven't, especially Jerry Jones. You know he loves like getting high-profile players like that. Um, yeah, like uh, Vikings, 49ers, Cowboys for the wild cards. What about you?
1: I agree with you on the 49ers. I'm excited for that team. They might have a slow start. You know, Trey Lance, just getting over some initial struggles, but I think on the season really well. Um, Green Bay, you know, like you said, Aaron Rodgers is just a winner. He'll keep winning. He makes everyone better. And my third team, the Detroit Lions. You have three teams coming out of the North? Yeah. Wow. Uh, why the Lions? Um, because I'm a homer.
0: Okay. <laughs> I mean, just their, their defense is so bad. And, I mean, they have to take, you know, again – I even think, yes, their offense will be better this year because, I mean, you better hope they are better this year because they've they've added pieces. They've added Shark. Jamison Williams will be back at some point. Hawkinson's in a contract year. They got the offensive line almost back to healthy. Vitae just got hurt, but they got four of the five back. And, you know, you expect Goff to be better. You expect DeAndre Swift to be good with him and Jamal Williams. Like, their offense isn't the issue. Their defense sucks.
1: It comes but. down to the defense. You know, but we got some players coming back. You got... Jeff Okuda healthy. He's been a bust so far, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, you bring in guys who can actually bring pressure at the quarterback. Aiden Hutchinson, the number two overall pick. Mm-hmm. You know, we brought in some other impact guys. So it really, like you said, it's just up to the defense. Um,
0: There's a, they have they have no linebackers. Their
1: cornerbacks are not. Malcolm pre- Rodriguez. He's not. Even, he's not. He's not even. Nine.
0: He's not even on their depth chart. He's not even starting on their depth chart. It's. Uh, it's Anzalone and somebody else. It's not even. He didn't even make the the starting linebacker crew. They got no defensive line opposite of Aiden. You know, um, their cornerbacks are not proven. Jeff Okuda and Imani Arwarie is, you know, both of those guys are not proven. So, you know, Tracy Walker
1: is decent. I like him a lot. Who's the guy from Baltimore we just brought in? The kicker. He's a DB. Oh, I don't know. He should be good. Um, yeah, it really got comes down to the defense because I think we gave up like thirty points a game last year.
0: Yeah, you gave up forty six, I think, to Philadelphia. That's coming back, so uh, so that'll be interesting in game one. I mean, I don't see the Lions. I, I I think that to go from three and fourteen to a wild card team. I mean, that's 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 a leap. But hey, I mean, that, that's why we do this. Um, shifting gears to the AFC now for our four four divisional winners um and the three wild card spots Who do you got in the afc east you got the jets bills dolphins and patriots who so i think this could be a sleeper conference if you ask me as far as just fun games to watch
1: i agree with that i think the bills are going to come out of it they're the uh, super bowl favorites right now they got josh allen that great defense stefan Diggs, one of the best receivers in the game ahead von miller yep they're an exciting team yep I don't think they should have lost to the Chiefs last year in the playoffs, but that was a crazy game. It was. And I'm excited for them. I think they're going to have a great season.
0: I think that game could help them, though. I think that game taught them a lot. I think that they are playing with the chip on their shoulder now. Um, you, know, it, 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 you know, hardest lessons are when you lose, right? So, um, yeah, I, I, I can totally see the Bills coming out of that. I like my. I, I'm not giving mine, but like watch out for Miami too. Like Miami could have a really good year. That offense could be electric. Uh, what about the AFC North? Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals.
1: I think it's the Ravens here. Honestly, yeah. they totally changed their offense back to what it was when Lamar won MVP. You know, focusing on running backs and tight ends. I think they only have one good wide receiver this year. Um, the defense is always good. I think they had a great draft took uh, Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton, yeah. I thought the Lions should have taken, but...
0: It's
1: mm-hmm. an exciting pick. Bengals, I think, are going to regress this year big time. And then... You think the Bengals regress? I think they regress. Oh, wow. I think they kind of had a fluke last year. I mean, they just barely snuck into the playoffs, and then they yep. had a lucky run, in my They opinion. got hot, yeah. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh... Mitchell Trubisky. I I just, That's all you got to say. Two yeah. words,
0: Mitchell Trubisky. I'm, I was shocked that he... I mean, I wish him luck. Hopefully he does well. But I, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, I mean, he was terrible in Chicago. But, yeah, you know, I don't yeah. think it's
1: long until Kenny Pickett takes over there. And then Cleveland's got a good defense, but they're without Deshaun for 12 games. So. Yeah, whatever.
0: What about AFC South? Houston, dumpster fire. Tennessee, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, dumpster fire. So it's between Tennessee and Indianapolis, I would assume.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans. The Colts, after last year blowing it, I have no faith in them. They bring in a better quarterback. They got Matt Ryan, but, you know, he was on Falcons, and he sucked ever since the Super Bowl appearance, in my opinion. Um, so who do you have coming out of there? The Titans.
0: Holy god, okay.
1: You know, they, they lose A.J. Brown, but they bring in Robert Woods. Derek Henry's going to be healthy this year. Still Tannehill, who's got Malik Willis right behind him, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, but, yeah, I think Titans take over
0: uh, I'm going to shock you with my division winner in that one, but we'll save that for a minute. Um, and then the AFC West, who who we said is probably the best conference in, or, yeah, is the best division in not only the AFC, but in the league. Um, you got Vegas with Derek Carr. You got Denver with um, Russell Wilson, Let's Ride. You got Kansas City, obviously, with Mahomes, and the Chargers with an unproven Herbert, where I don't get the people who hype that guy up, but that's a whole different story. So, between the Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs, and Chargers, who do you have coming out of the West?
1: I think the Chargers. I hype up Justin Herbert. I think he's great. They have great weapons. Um, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, they got Austin Eckler. They have an exciting offense. I think they have the most exciting offense besides the Vikings. Their defense is great. Yeah. So They, they just so brought they, in Khalil Mack, didn't they?
0: They brought in Khalil Mack. They got Jilly Bosa. They got Jerry Tillery, who was one of the best defensive Nose tackles, um, nose tackles ends at at Notre Dame. Their defense is really good. They brought in J.C. Jackson. He it was a free agent from New England. Um, They just signed Derwin James to a big deal. Um, They got Asante Samuel Jr. You know from Minnesota. Um, Drew Tranquil, the wide receiver from Notre Dame. They got Kyle Van Noy. They literally have. I think their defense is a lot better than their offense. Like if we're just comparing talent, Um, but like you said, they got. Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, um, you know, they got uh, they got players for sure, no doubt. So you got San Diego, or not San Diego, you got the Chargers coming out of the West. Yep. So for me, um, we'll, we'll start with the East. Um, I think Buffalo does it, but I think Miami can uh, cause them some problems. Um, I think Miami, that offense can be really good. They brought in two free agent offensive linemen. They brought in Tyreek Hill. Tua could have a breakout year, and most importantly, they brought in um, Mike McDonald, that uh, new head coach, who is a Sean uh, McVay-type coach, a uh, Mike LaFleur, Matt LaFleur-type head coach, uh, you know, really good offensive mind, Kyle Shanahan-type. In the North, I agree with you. I, I, I think it's Baltimore's to lose. I don't think Pittsburgh or Cleveland do anything. I don't really agree that Cincinnati will regress that much. Um, but I just think Baltimore, I think, you know, Lamar's in a contract year. Um, that defense is always good. In the South, I think Indianapolis not only wins the South, I, I think they're going to the Super Bowl. Um, I think they have the best offensive line in the NFL. Um, I think Matt Ryan is going to do really good things there. I think they have the best running back in the league in Jonathan Taylor. Um, you want to talk about weapons, they got Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell at, at wideout. Um, and then you talk about their defense. Um you know, Quiddy Pay from Michigan, DeForest Buckner, um, uh, Shaquille Leonard, um, Kenny Moore, Stephon Gilmore. Like, they got players on defense, too. Um, so, I, I, I think Indianapolis um, is going to shock some people. They play in a really bad division. I mean, you know, like, the Texans and Jaguars are terrible. Um, but Tennessee could be a problem. So, um, but yeah, I, I have the Colts coming out of that uh, division, the South. And then when it comes to the West. Man, that's that that's really hard. I I don't know. Um, after looking at the Chargers depth chart, when you just said that, it's kind of hard not to say the Chargers just because of not because of Justin Herbert, but because of everybody else on that roster. It's like holy smokes. I think Kansas City regresses this year. I don't I don't like what they did in the offseason. Um, I'm not a big Mahomes guy. Um, you know Denver with Russell Wilson. That that's gonna be interesting to see how he does there. Um, you know in you know Vegas they added Devontae Adams. They got. Hunter Renfro, they got – is it Waller? Is Waller the tight end there? Yep. They got Derek Carr. They got a defense. So that division is going to be tight. I mean, who knows who comes out of that division, but all four really good teams. So so we have our division winners. Who do you got in the wild card, the three wild card spots? And I, I kind of think I know where you're going with this, but who do you have coming out of the wild? The three wild card teams coming out of the AFC?
1: Yeah, first they got the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned that you think they're going to regress. I agree with you. I don't think they're going to be as good, but they're they're good enough to good enough to win ten games with yeah. Patrick Mahomes behind center. Um, I also have the Colts uh, for everything mm. you mentioned. Yeah, great offensive line. Jonathan Taylor is probably the best running back in the game, and that great defense. Yep. The crush The question mark for me is at quarterback, so we'll see what happens there. Yep. And then last lastly, I have the Raiders. All their weapons now. It's an exciting team. Yeah. Um. Derek Carr, I think, is an underrated quarterback, and to me, it's up to the the defense to see how far they go. For Vegas. For Vegas.
0: Yeah, I mean, they have they have playmakers on offense. They got Josh Jacobs, they got Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, um, Darren Waller. Um, their defense definitely ha- has to step up, and I think they will. I have Vegas, uh, so I have the Chargers coming out of that uh, division. I have Vegas and Denver. Um, as two wildcard teams. And my third wildcard team is going to be between Tennessee and Miami. I don't I don't know. Um, I, I, I I, think both teams could be good, um, but I, I just don't know if Miami can take that next step. They're built on offense. I just don't know how good they're going to be. And Tennessee, you know, when you have Derrick Henry on that team, and uh, it's like, holy smokes, he can, uh, you know, run up and down the field and, you know, just bury you. So, We'll see what happens coming out of there. Um, talking about the Super Bowl. So uh, I'm not sure where the Super Bowl at is, is at this year, but who do you have coming out of the NFC uh, and the AFC meeting in the Super Bowl?
1: I think it's a battle of L.A. I think it's Chargers mm. against Rams, and I think the Rams re- repeat this year. Um, I think they have the best head coach in the game. Their team, oh. Sean McVay. The Rams, okay. The Rams. Um their scheme, it just works so well. They can change it up in any given game. They have Cooper Cup, who's one of the top receivers in the game. They bring in Allen Robinson, new. I think is underrated. He had terrible quarterbacks in Chicago. The defense is always going to be good. Yep. And, you know, it could be like last year where the, these injured players who become healthy in the middle of the year, like Odell, decides, hey, I'll go to yep. L.A. and help them win. I'll
0: shut my mouth. I'll just go out there and play and, and see what happens. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think that the Rams are definitely going to be coming out of the NFC. There's just too much talent there. Um, you know, if they stay healthy, I'll throw that caveat in there. If they're healthy, um, you know, if Stafford goes down, they're done. Um, but right. if the, if they stay healthy, they're, in my opinion on paper, the best team in the NFC. Um, and I don't even think it's close. Um, and coming out of the AFC, I think it's going to be a battle, man. I, I think that I, I, I think it's going to come down to who controls the clock um, you know running the football um, and just making big plays and you like when I say the Colts are going to the Super Bowl it's because they got somebody that has been to the Super Bowl somebody that did Matt Ryan win a Super Bowl I don't think so okay he's been to a Super Bowl yeah. he must he,
1: he lost uh, he lost 20 a, yeah 23 yeah
0: okay so <clears> you got somebody that's been there. Um, you got the running back. You got all the pieces. I just think Indy is – there's too much talent on that team to not give it a run. But, you know, the AFC West is going to be a problem. I mean, uh, there's a ton of talent there. So, for me, it's the Colts against the Rams, and it's in Phoenix. It's in Glendale, um, home of the Cardinals. So, uh, like, give me three league MVPs that you think might might stand out. Um, you know, th- like three guys that uh, – are on your mind right now that, that could have a good year if they stay healthy and, and
1: have a good year? Yep, well, we all know it's a quarterback award, so yeah. yep. um, I'm going to have the two quarterbacks in my Super Bowl, both Stafford and Herbert. They're both pass-heavy quarterbacks, put up big numbers, um, so I would expect them to be two favorites. And then lastly, Josh Allen. You yeah. know, he's the favorite right now. Um, they, they trust him with the ball. He passes as much as he wants, and if he's not passing, he's running. So he's got the perfect scheme to put up big numbers, and if they win as like they're supposed to, I think he's my um, MVP favorite.
0: I'm going to give you two, and then I'll give you a long shot. I mean, mine, I think Josh Allen, just because they're built to win now. They're going to win you know, 12, 13 games. He has the pieces around him. They got a line. They got like they have pieces. I think Josh Allen is there. And if Tom Brady's head is 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 in it, I mean, to win an MVP at age 45, 46 would, would be insane. But again, he's another guy that has pieces around him. The offensive line is hurt, but um, he could also, my long shot is Lamar Jackson, solely because he's in a contract year. He's going to try and prove it to himself. He's going to try and prove it to his team that, hey, like I am the best player in this league. I think that um, both his feet and his arm could help him get, and that's my long shot. Um, he, could be, he, he could be elite, and, and especially if they win their division, um, he could make a lot of problems for not only his divisional opponents, but for the whole conference. Uh, do you have a long shot for uh, a most valuable player? Somebody, that, somebody that's not being predicted, somebody that's not being talked about, but if the cards fall right, that they, they you know, could be a problem.
1: Yeah, why don't I go with? I think Cowboys are going to win the NFC East. Dak Prescott, you know, he was, he was a MVP candidate a few years ago. Yeah. Before his injury, so, I mean, they win a few games, they win the division, I could see it.
0: And they got the offensive line, and they got pieces, they got backs. I mean, there's 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 no reason why he shouldn't be able to win it. Um, yeah, that's a, a, another really good sleeper, but you know, Dallas just doesn't really seem to they just always seem to like just fall at the end, like just, yeah, just blow it. And I I mean, I'd love to see Jerry win one, but again, I, you know, I don't have a lot of faith in the Cowboys. Um, staying on the NFL, our next topic, you know, the Detroit lions are hosting the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday. I think it's at one o'clock at Ford field here in Detroit. Um, I don't really have many expectations. You know, we all know hard knocks is here. Um, I don't really have any expectations for the Detroit lions this year. Um, I think their defense is really, really, really bad, and their offense could be good, but I I, 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 just don't think they're ready now. I think that they're a year or two away from you know competing for a playoff spot, and I don't even want to say Super Bowl and, and any time soon. But you know, what are your thoughts for you know like are there any key matchups you're looking for? You know, what are your thoughts going into this game?
1: I'm really looking forward to that. Line like the Lions revamped D line against that Eagles offensive line. Yeah. I mean, it's really going to come down to that. If we get no pressure on Jalen Hurts, it's going to be forty-four to six, just like last year. Yeah. But you know, I I think it's going to be a good atmosphere. We sold out seats, in standing room only. Um, Hard knocks was here. Yeah. Detroit's excited. I mean, Dan Campbell, all of his players love what he's doing, and they bought in. But really, I don't know. I think the season comes down to how motivated we are. We don't have enough talent to make a deep run. Yeah. But it's an exciting team. If the city gets behind them, I don't know. Something could happen. We might be able to hit the wild card.
0: Yeah, I, I don't I don't see that. I mean, you know, Philly's favored by four here, so it's almost a pick em. Um You know, I, I just don't – I really just don't see it, man. I, I just don't see – uh, you know, Philadelphia is more talented on both sides of the ball, I think, and maybe not so much on offense, but I, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be the X factor, and I, I think that he could have a really good game.
1: Um, I'm not a big believer in Jalen Hurts, so I, I don't know. I think if we, like I said, if we can get some pressure on him, force him to make mistakes, I trust this offense. I watched in the preseason one of Goff's few drives, mm-hmm. you know, a nine-minute touchdown drive. That's what I think we need this year. We need... Mm-hmm. Long. Slow, methodical drives keep our D defense D. off the field. Yeah, exactly.
0: Pound the rock and then you know get those third and threes and slants to Amin Ra and Chark and and yeah. I yeah. mean, but but then again, your defense sucks. So if you're going to be in boat races, you got to be able to go down that field in three minutes, four minutes, and get six. And are, are the lines built that way? We'll find out. Um, you know, Hockinson's got to have a big year. Um, you know, you already know what you're getting with the offensive line and Swift. Um, I don't think that'll be any issue, but you know, what's Chark going to do? When does JMO come back? Um, you know, Quintez Cephas, guys like that, like are they going to be difference makers? Um, and you got to stay healthy too. We just lost, our, you know, one of our starting offensive linemen. I think our right guard Vitai. Um, you know, so now Tommy Kramer from Notre Dame's got to step in as a rookie and hopefully, you know, step up into the right guard position. Um, I, I I think the Lions lose thirty one ten. I don't think that their offense is going to get going, nine- and I. I hate being such a you know a Debbie Downer when it comes to the Lions. It's just you know it's been my whole life of seeing this and hearing you know hype and all this stuff and I just don't see it. Um, you know so what are your thoughts and what is your game prediction for Sunday?
1: First game of the season. We're excited. How can I choose the Lions to lose? Yeah. I'm gonna say 27-24. I think that's okay. a you know last few minutes of the game is what it comes down to.
0: That would be exciting.
1: You know so that's that what I'm would be. For.
0: You know, one thing—it's weird. It's kind of like Big Ten football. You talk about kickers and punters. You, you know, like we have one of the best punters in the league in Jack Fox. Kicking is going to be interesting to me because you know we've had, you know, Matt Prater, and we had, you know, uh, Hanson. You know Hansen for a long time, and you know we've always had a stable kicker. Um, you know our kicker this year. How is he going to do? And it? it might sound weird, but that's—you know—kicking is a big part of the game, especially well, especially for the Lions you know they're not winning games 40 to 20 you know they're always in those close games and um, so we'll see what happens you know and the eagles they're just built differently than the lions are so we'll, I mean we'll see what happens i i do think that Dan Campbell can be an x factor i think that he's a, the players play for him he motivates well um, you know new offensive coordinator brought in um, it should be interesting to see i i'll definitely be watching on sunday and pulling for the lions i just i, I just think that they get smacked sadly um our, our last topic of the podcast, you know, uh, me and Mike were talking about, you know, Serena Williams and, you know, the o- unbelievable career she had, um, you know, in my opinion, the greatest female tennis player ever. Um, uh, you know, and we talk about iconic athletes and by iconic meaning, you know, men and women that have transformed their industry, whether it's broadcasting, whether it's their respective sport, whether it's coaching, icons on and off the field, you know, people that are, just were icons to you, you know, with how they broadcast and talk or how they play their, their craft or, you know, coaches and, you know, how they handle themselves. And um, it, it brought up the topic, you know, what are, you know, three icons to us um, that we think uh, are transcendent, that, you know, um, mean something to you and, you know, either did something or achieved something or just really stuck with you throughout the years. So, We'll go one, one, two, two, three, three. But you know, who who is, who is your first I, I, iconic athlete, or or broadcaster, or coach, or iconic sports personality?
1: Yep, I'm gonna say my number one's Michael Jordan. You know, growing yep. up, everyone wanted to be like Mike. Yep. Really, not just in America, but like basketball in every other country. You know, his camps and all that, all these commercials. Be like Mike. Seriously, he was such an icon. Um, you know, the best competitor that the NBA has ever seen, six yeah. NBA championships, five MVPs, and, you know, it's tough to think that anyone will ever be better or make a bigger impact on the game of basketball.
0: I couldn't agree more. Um, uh, Michael Jordan will always be, and, and I mean, not not just what he did on the court, but off the court. You know, he's, you know, he's, he, 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 he's a multi-billionaire because of his brand, his shoe. Um, you know, he, he's, he's terrible as an, as a league executive. He's not, never been successful as, as, as an owner, um, or running a franchise. But, uh, I mean, just, just look at the Jordan brand. The Jordan brand is, you know, um, at the biggest college universities in the world. Yep. Um, he's just an icon for sure. One well, probably the goat icon, probably. Uh, mine, my first one, just, just being a huge golfer and, you know, someone that motivated me to take up golf and is Tiger Woods and you know Tiger Woods uh you know he has he's tied for the most PGA Tour wins with 82 um he's got 15 majors to Jack's 18 um what's iconic to me about Tiger is is um the 2019 Masters when he came back from injury broken back and neck and he goes out and wins the Masters in 2019 and um you know even playing golf this year with the car accident he had a year or two ago and going through drug addiction and overcoming a lot and the biggest thing for me is is when Tiger first got on tour like you know purses were like you know in the hundreds of thousands of dollars players were not making any money there wasn't endorsements and then Tiger comes along and wears that iconic red shirt on Sundays and um, purses go up to two million three million four million now the the winner of the FedEx Cup just won 18 million dollars like he, he he did that he transcended the sport he brought the marketing companies he brought the TV advertising. He brought the people to the golf course, and that to me is iconic. And, you know, similar to what Michael Jordan did. He, he, Tiger Woods is a global brand; he's a global icon. And those are like, to me, the the like two goats. If you were to ask me, like, when it comes to icons, who is your second?
1: Yeah. So, like you said, when I think of icons, I think of the greatest at their sport. Yeah. And as much as I hate to say, a Michigan man, Tom Brady, yeah. you know, probably the greatest. One of the greatest winners ever. 76% or something of his NFL games, he's won. He has seven Super Bowls. You know, he's 45 years old. And he's still one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Um, similar to Jordan, it's just tough to think that anyone will ever be better than that in the game of football. Seriously.
0: Seven Super Bowls and he's not done.
1: No, he's you know, not done.
0: Um, you know, uh, like you said, 45 years old. You know, his whole TB12 brand, you know, he's married to the most famous supermodel in the world. You know, that's iconic, that's iconic stuff. You know, he's, he has a brand. Um, he just signed the biggest broadcasting deal. He's not even, nobody even, know Fox, Fox Sports doesn't even know if the guy will be a good broadcaster and they're paying him $250 million or something crazy, some astronomical number um, to where they won't even pay their own people that are currently broadcasting that kind of money. That's iconic. Um, Tom Brady for sure, um, you know, seven super bowls and what lost three so he's been in 10
1: yeah
0: which is incredible and, and the two they lost was to Eli Manning like that's pretty bad but but still like that's incredible uh, and, and Nick Foles was the other one i believe yeah. um my second is i, I think this is a no brainer it's Michael Phelps and you know um you know when you're watching the summer olympics you know rio and um uh i i, I forget the one that was before rio but rio sticks out to me you know overall he's got 23 gold medals and that trumps like anybody and he in the swimming world he is an icon he's a brand um, when Michael Phelps was in the pool in Rio people were watching you know the comeback against the French um, uh, just he, he's just he's a physical specimen his feet his body how tall he is um, you know now he's an icon for speaking out on mental health. Um, And, you know, how that affects athletes, you know, aside from Usain Bolt and Carl Lewis and people like that, in my opinion, Michael Phelps is, you know, the greatest Olympian ever. And uh, it just so happens he's from the United States of America, which makes it that much cooler. So um, uh, Michael Phelps, by far, for me, could almost give Tiger a run for his money, but Tiger just plays more. So who is your third, your third icon? And, you know, again, it doesn't have to be a player or a coach, but just an icon in the sports industry. So again, in in wrapping this topic up, we're gonna give our third iconic sports personality, athlete, coach, and again, it it doesn't just have to be a player, you know, it it can be anyone that was affiliated with sports that affected either one of us as an iconic brand, iconic personality person in the sports industry. So your third and final iconic athlete personality
1: is? I'm gonna say, Kobe Bryant, you know, specifically because of his insane work ethic. You know, he was always the first one in the gym, last one to leave. Um, Held guys accountable. Yep. He had a cockiness that people looked up to. And you respected, know. yeah. Yeah. They enjoyed it. Um, you know, all the current young guys in the NBA, they looked up to him. He, yeah. was, he was the guy that they, you know, went to for advice. You know, they wanted to talk to, be teammates with.
0: They emulated him. Yep. They wanted to be like him. Or try to emulate him. I don't think anybody ever will, but, yeah, guys like Jason Tatum and John Morant and um, Luka Doncic and all, all, all these guys that loved and respected him, um, you know, Stephen Curry, uh, just uh, the best players in the game, you know, grew up looking up to him. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, he iconic moments like that 81-point game. He's got five NBA championships, you know, everyone – just throwing away a piece of trash, you yell Kobe. Exactly,
0: you know? he's an icon.
1: Sad thing is, you're like we lost him so soon, and I was really excited to see his post NBA career, and now devastated that we don't have the chance to do that.
0: I was excited to see his daughter play basketball. The one that passed away with him was supposed to be an elite. You know, she was. You know, I don't know how old she was at the time. Maybe twelve. She was an up and coming, but you know, she she was always at games with him, watching WNBA, and you know, she she took a liking. You know, one of the the only one of his daughters that actually played basketball and um you know seeing if he would possibly go into coaching you know what i mean something like that or go into ownership or um yeah and, and just outside the court his brand just in china um overseas in europe um in asia is he he's as big as michael jordan's brand is and um he was just a a well-respected uh, player person um and uh like you said it was sad to see him go too soon um My third and final one is is different, and hear me out on this. So Lee Corso, who has been the uh, he's he's been a co-host on College Game Day for football for uh, a long time. I I don't, I mean, I think since the late 90s, so over 20 years. And you know, I love college football. I look forward to watching College Game Day every Saturday because I think they do a good job with the broadcast. His headgear pick is iconic, and and that's what gets people hyped up. You know, when you go to Game Day like. I was there last year uh, for Michigan, Michigan State, and you know when he put on, um, like when he put on the Sparty hat, like you know that's just it. It gets people hyped up when he puts on the leprechaun suit and, and does the jig, or when he puts on Brutus and does that little wave. Like he gets people excited about it, and and it's sad. It's sad now because he's 87 and he's bad. Like if you watch him, like you know he suffered a stroke five or six years ago, and mm-hmm. he has not been the same since. No. Have you watched the broadcast at all? Yeah, and they're
1: kind of phasing him out. Yeah, but
0: he doesn't commentate on anything anymore. It's more so just little bits here and there. But then he's there for the picks. Yeah, which is what a lot of people only watch. Um, you
1: That's know,
0: true. but you know, just just what what he's done for college football, and you know, what he's brought to every university when they go to you know, game day is a big deal. Like if your university is hosting game day, I remember when game day was in Western Michigan when PJ Fleck and Corey Davis. Um I forget what year it was when like when they made 2016. Okay. And and they had a that really good team that went to a New Year's Six Bowl. Yep. Um and when it was in Kalamazoo and it was a blizzard and they were doing Western Michigan favored by 30 over Buffalo. But when they went to Kalamazoo, I swear to god the whole city of Kalamazoo was there. Like it's a I big deal. I was there for me sensing. Okay. So like like it is a big deal when game day gets there and and Lee Corso created that. Lee Lee Corso okay, he didn't create it, but Lee Corso um, what what he's brought to the table elevated that broadcast, and to me, he's an icon for me because I love college football and I love watching college game day, and it's just it's been a big part of my life for a long time now. So he to me is iconic in that way, like what he's brought to the table. So yeah,
1: I like that.
0: I think all six of us, or all all six of them, are are, are true icons for sure, like in their respective industries, their respective sports, and uh, to never be forgotten. So. And wrapping up our second episode of season three um, we, we got a big game on Sunday Lions hosting the Eagles um, all three of our sports teams don't really have big games this weekend but I think the the games to follow um, these games are really important to, to like get on the right track would you agree like Michigan State needs to get their stuff together before they got to go to Washington like they got some stuff to figure out
1: oh yeah definitely got to figure out who's gonna step up on that defense
0: yeah absolutely so And wrapping up episode two uh, from Brighton, Michigan, we will talk to you next week.